Hi, and welcome to another episode of Divorce and Everything in Between. My name is Carla DaCosta. I am the author of Seconds Please, Lessons on Life, Love and Self After Divorce, and a divorce coach here in Australia for women. Today, I'm talking about something that might seem obscure to you, but is actually everything in determining the quality of your relationships and even your life, and I would extend it to even saying your health. And that is whether you are predominantly in your feminine or in your masculine energy when you are in a relationship. Now, before I go into this topic, I want to let you know that everybody has both feminine and masculine qualities and traits, true for men and women, and that all of us must tap into these different traits at different times in the day when we're trying to achieve different things and when we are in different spaces. Different circumstances require different energies to get the job done, to get the outcome that we wish, to deepen the connection with an individual that we might be in love with or are getting to know. So it is not a negative to be in your masculine at different times and nor is it a negative to be more feminine. But we must learn as adult women to be able to dance between the two because if you show up in your career predominantly in your feminine, then you're going to find it really hard to have a successful business. If you show up predominantly in your relationship in the masculine, then you are absolutely not going to find yourself a masculine man who will be attracted to you and who you will have a successful relationship with. And so I would like to let you know that, I mean, I have a very successful business, uh, a creative coaching-based business with fully booked client schedule. And I predominantly run it from my feminine, but I definitely have to tap into the masculine at different parts of my work week to make goals, get ahead and set tasks and to bring forth the energy of getting things done that I sometimes need to do, need to be in to achieve what I want to achieve. And so that's healthy for me to be predominantly in my feminine in my business because of the type of work that I do with bursts of masculine energy. But as soon as I flip out of my actual work day, I flip straight into my feminine. It's like a light switch on off. Soon as I'm finished for the workday, I flip back into being predominantly feminine and I really leave the masculine side of me down and my relationships are balanced. I attract and have in my life masculine men where I am in my feminine. So let's just do a little visualization for me. So if you're listening to this while you are driving or walking, maybe hit pause. Might not be ideal (laughs) for you to do this now. So come back to this later. But I want you to just close your eyes for a moment and I want to imagine yourself and either your current partner or your most recent partner in a rowboat together. And the lake is beautiful and you are coasting along on this lake enjoying the beautiful environment that you are in. 
And as you are going around this lake, I would love to ask you something. Who's rowing the boat? Is your partner or ex-partner rowing the boat? Or are you in charge of the boat and rowing the boat? Through experience, women who predominantly answer, I'm rowing the boat, are more in their masculine in their relationships than a woman who says, my partner was rowing the boat. Women that say yes to being the one to row the boat do so because they feel more comfortable being in control. In fact, they're used to being in control. They like taking the lead, even though they might resent it. They actually kind of prefer taking the lead. They feel more comfortable being the one in charge and making the decisions. Sometimes this is because the relationship has forced them to be in this energy. But actually, more often than not, when we sit back and unpack it, actually, as a woman, they kind of always sort of preferred this anyway. From the start, that relationship kind of had that energy of him sort of needing you to lead and and be that more decisive um, leader, making the decisions, driving things forward, carrying everything, keeping everything together energy. If that is you, then you are predominantly the masculine person in relationships. And in this space, what happens is that a woman might feel more comfortable in this space, but she also gets more resentful. She feels unappreciated. She feels tired. She doesn't feel seen. Nothing she ever does feels appreciated enough and she gets really tired. I see women in this space with a lot of adrenal fatigue problems, a lot of health problems and hormonal problems as well because they are so in their masculine at times that they're often producing more testosterone than is healthy for their body. And so this is where we have to reflect on a couple of things. Yes, it is the relationship or it was the relationship. But yes, it was also you. Because as a feminine woman, I will tell you that you will never find me in a relationship like that. Because if I was in a rowboat with somebody and they weren't showing up and it made me have to change seats to sit in that position and pick up the oars and be the one to row the boat, that actually I'd leave the fucking boat. (laughs) I would get out. I would step out. And that is me leaning back on a man that's not fully showing up for me as I would like him to in the way that he is leading, making decisions, supporting me, nurturing me, giving to me as much as I'm giving to him so that I'm actually in the energy of receiving instead of overgiving all the time. Yet there are too many women in the past and still now today who rather than lean back when a man doesn't show up in the way that you would like them to, they lean in. They lean in because they're not comfortable with the space. And by that I mean maybe they're not comfortable with the silence that's been left because he hasn't put in effort to 
connect with you again, make an effort to see you again, suggest when to see you again. Maybe they haven't done what they said they were going to do. And so we see a lot of women leaning in all the time. Whereas actually, if we are in our feminine, we are leaning back. We are literally dropping the oars. We're leaving the space and we're both waiting and wanting the man and the masculine to fill it. That also means that we let the man pick up the oars. It also means we don't criticize him when he picks up the oars. We don't say to him, oh, no, you don't do it like that. Or, no, I wouldn't have gone there. Or, I could have done that better. Or, what have you done? As many women do to men, which is why many men compounded over many years in a marriage, stop picking up the oars. Better just let her do it. She's always happy when she does it. She knows what she wants better. Anything I do, it's not quite good enough. And so this is where, as you listen to me talk, I hope I'm pointing out to you both your own tendency to be in the masculine, but also the way in which you have enabled the relationship to be even more in balance. When we have two masculine energies in a relationship, so the feminine more in the masculine and then the male more in the masculine, that's like having two bulls locking horns in every action decision. That's how polarity, sexual attraction, emotional intimacy, all of these things are destroyed. In a relationship, it is a dance of one person being more in their feminine and conversely the other person being more in their masculine, a bit like two people on opposite ends of the seesaw. They must be a complement to one another. So when the female is more in her masculine, simply through balance, the male must be more in a feminine energy of keeping the peace, of tiptoeing, of trying not to upset the apple cart, because if he didn't have that, you would probably end up with arguments. I hope this has been enlightening for you. I can't teach you how to be in your feminine through a podcast. That is an embodiment practice that I teach in my newly divorced program. And inside there, I have women who are considering leaving their marriages and can acknowledge that I'm probably more in my masculine and I have some work to do on myself. And women that I shift from their masculine to their feminine it's always really enlightening how their perception can sometimes change on a relationship, sometimes for the positive. If nothing else, they become more empowered and confident, more vulnerable, more open, more expressive. And so then they're actually able to converse to their partner how they truly do feel, which at least then we get a result in the relationship ending. We get progress rather than stuck. And then, of course, we also have women that are in the newly divorced program who have left their marriages and now they're doing the work on themselves. And every woman that comes to me through the, through the dynamics of their marriage, through the dynamics of their separation, divorce, she comes to me more shielded, more in her masculine energy than she should be. And so we always go through this process of undoing how, how strong is my masculine muscle? How much do I need to undo, lean back into my feminine. Why am I in my masculine? Who taught me to be in my masculine? What did I believe it was going to save me from and protect me from? What was the dance that led me to choose a relationship where I felt safer 
being more in control and the stronger energy. If this has resonated with you, please do look at my newly divorced program. It is my signature program for women that are considering leaving their marriage or who have left their marriage or who have even left their marriage several years down the pathway. Maybe they dive straight into a relationship and thought that they'd won the lotto and could skip all the self-work. You know, I'm not going to criticize you for that because that was my journey. Um, And these women have what I call wounding on wounding. So we're both dealing with the healing that needed to come from the marriage ending and now the healing that's come from the consequential relationship that they had next. And so those women are also in the program. So sometimes many years out of their marriage, it actually doesn't matter. If we can see that the dynamics and the healing came from your marriage and the dynamics within your marriage, then at some point you're going to need to address it whether it's before you leave, in the process of leaving, or after you've left. you know. And I think we've all tried to skip the lessons, but what we all know after we've had too many birthdays is that lessons like to repeat on us. They just cycle back on us later. And with every uh, lesson that comes back, it gets louder. What's that uh, saying? The universe gives you three signs. The first is a feather, the next is a brick, and the third is the freight train until you finally listen. (laughs) Have a wonderful day, guys. I hope this has deeply resonated with you on this topic. It is an obscure topic and it can be a topic that some women can get very defensive about, but it's a really important topic for us to know because it is one of the biggest determinators of the quality of your life of your relationships and of your health.